Boker Tov, Chodesh Tov. Today's stop is um, Nunhei. We pick up in the middle of Nundal on Bet. We had a fascinating Gemara that dealt with the issue of the Kruvim and um, the sort of erotic aspect of that and the intimate aspect of that and the significance of the Kohen Gadol going into the <coughs> innermost chamber, have Yani HaMelech Hadara, Hadara, um, and the sort of, the, uh, the, even the use of the word Bi'ah, the putting of the incense between the Badim, quoting the Pasuk from the Gemara, from the, uh, from Shirashirim, of Shor HaMordo Di'li, Ben Shadayilim, very powerful imagery, and also how it can be, you know, seen in the wrong context, um, um, which was the end of the Gemara, sort of taken out from the innermost and brought into the Shuk, and turned almost, you know, um, sort of made, made into a denigration. So sort of the power of that imagery and also the sense of its hiddenness, which is also very much about, you know, only the Kohen Gadol, only one day on Yom Kippur. Of course, it was also fascinating that the Gemara mentioned on the Regalim that there was a certain revealing of it to B'nai Yisrael. Um, before we continue, it's worth mentioning that the huge toast vote uh, that's proving the Tzurasa that starts on the beginning of Nundalad Amun Aleph, it goes a little bit off topic, but it's a very important toast, so it's about the whole issue about Jewish art. Because the Gemara said that instead of the Kruvim on the Bayashani, what they did have was that they had engravings of the Kruvim on the walls. Now, of course, what they did in the base of Mikdash is not a good model of what you're allowed to do. Like, I would not advise going ahead and making your own statues of Kruvim in your own house, right? The whole issue there about what constitutes the making of an image of an idol, not of an idol, but, you know, of a, of a graven image. Um, and, you know, there's certain seems to like the Kruvim also wore shotness. You know, certain latitude of what happened in the base of Mikdash is not always a good model. But totally latitude, that's commandment. Well, yeah, so Tosvos, though, uses this as a jumping off point for raising this question, and I just want to read you the beginning of the Tosvos on Nandalar Mraleth. Tosvos says there, Nishalti, I was asked, He's telling you what a Shaila he got. I, I don't know who the Valtosos is who wrote this. That they have, you know, yeah, pictures in, in the Machzorim. And if you've ever been to the, uh, you know, to any of the Jewish museum or sometimes, you know, whatever, probably, you know, sometimes see these Jewish illuminated, you know, Machzorim. It's beautiful. And a lot of it is these sort of, you know, these pastoral pictures, you know, and you have animals. Right, they usually do, right, and there they usually is some change that's done specifically to address these concerns. In Yafta Osinim Lav, that's correct, they shouted and I responded, Yili Devade Lo Yafta Osin. Now, why not? Why is that appropriate? Shemitok Shemistakling Bitsuras Halalu, Eimachavim Libam Lavim Shemashabayim. You're doing too, taking too much time looking at the pretty pictures and you're not spending enough time davening. So that's why it's not acceptable. Miu, he says, Enkan Isur. Um, it's not a violation of the biblical commandment. First of all, other people made it. Now, the other people, we have to be assuming are non-Jews. Because the Jews are making it, why does that make it acceptable for the Jews to make it? There's no concern about being suspected that maybe you're worshipping it because in the Gemara of Avodah it's clear that there's one issue of you making things and what's included in the prohibition of Lotah And there's another problem about owning things that even if they're owned for ornamental or aesthetic or other purposes, would people suspect you of actually worshipping them? Suppose that there's no concern about people suspecting, except, um, why? Because he says, what was the word? Um, these are just, you know, these are just colors, it's paints. Um, it's not actually something of like three dimensional. Um, to be concerned about chshad, it has to be something that's either engraved or something that's protruding. And then anyway, he goes through the whole discussion here, very well done, discussing what types of things might be problematic in terms of Jewish art, either because of actual pestle, or the way the Gemara expands that category to include things that are, you know, human figures, things that represent the celestial spheres, and also concerns about when even owning things are a problem because you might be suspected of worshipping them, which has a lot to do with the context of what types of things are worshipped. So it's very worth knowing that this is a very important post for discussions about the halakhic issues around Jewish art, where obviously I'm not going to go through it now, but I want you to be aware of it. Rivka? Yeah, maybe you could have, before I came in, would you say that the image, the whole thing with the Aron and female imagery and clearly cocaine is male imagery. Right. Would you say that's very close to imagining God and, and 
We said that yesterday. That was what, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday we answered that a number of times. That what's shocking, besides the sort of eroticism that's so shocking and powerful about the yesterday's Gemara, is that God is imagined as the female. God is normally imagined as the male. But here, God is the right. You have the, you have you have the Aron of the who is the breasts and the Kodesh Kedoshim and the Hogmar speak about Kala. Is she bezei Savia? Is she bezei Chamia? Right. God is the female. And the and, and the Kodesh. Yes. <coughs> have been so distant from the divine right. to self-imagine right, the Yes, but that's, again, what makes this Gemara an exception is that it's very rare that that happens, right? But, but yes, it's but it's rare, not, but here, this here and that, it is happening. In the holiest right, place. right. I mean, when it's we're thinking about that human-divine encounter, yeah. you're right to, to, primar- to, to sort of, in, you know, imagine God as the female in that sense. Is, and yet yeah. distancing women from anything holy. Right. Right now, I mean, when the fans <laughs> aren't supposed to pray the coast. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, they right. Well, to, to be fair, a lot of rabbis, they mentioned <laughs> Yeah, two more questions, then we have to move on. Yes. There's a different reason. Oh, this tells us about photography, then, not to be excluded from... Yeah, photography, mo- whatever, no, no, no what, yeah, whatever the issues are with various issues of art, from, you know, I mean... Uh, photography is, 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 by by almost all is excluded from those concerns because it's not. But again, you know, I mean, if you have a problem about three dimension, about even like simple, you know, coloring illustration, you know, I suppose it's possible. But um, anyway, it's it's a long conversation. But basically, yeah, the biggest concerns are are are, are limited to those that are three dimensional, not those. Okay, so, good yeah. Cheer. yeah, it is a good cheer. Yeah. Where the Tefillah is actually printed in a contrasting color right. over a, a photograph of some place in Israel. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think yeah. is very disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Okay. Short comment. Yeah. Just um, all the Greek statues in the Hellenistic period. Yeah. Were colored. They're, right. they're not alabaster. The right, right, right. I know, I know. They've been doing the whole restoration. Yes, yes. Right. But, but those are talking about just the colors, not right. the statues. Okay. Let's get back to the Gemara. Vishtia Haitha Nikrei. So that was a nice little uh, digression, an important little point. But anyway, now, Nundal Amadbet, two lines before the lines get wide. Vishtia Haitha Nikrei. So this stone is called Shtia, foundation stone. So the Gemara says, Tana, Shaminenu Hushkata Olam. From that stone, the world was founded, was, was built upon that stone. That was the, that was the sort of rock that was the first part of the Gemara, and the, Gemara, and the, Torah, and the, Torah, the Torah spread out from there. We taught like the position that says that the world was created from Zion, because this rock is in Zion and Zion on Harbaya. So that was the first thing created, and everything was built upon that. We turn on the Nivra. The world was created was was created from its middle. Shanemar, well, well, let's uh, let's take a look. It's interesting. Okay, Shanemar, let's read it. But second, Afar Lemutzak. When the pouring out of the of the dirt of the dust for like the foundation for you 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 do baku and the quads of quads of earth will be stuck together. So um, somehow it means that the you know that um, that there was like one foundation and everything was added to it. Um, so basically, it starts with something in the with something in the middle, and everything is added. Michael might be right; it might have a sense of like a core and added, you know, around it from the outside. So how did you translate the, the second? The pouring out. Uh, right, yeah. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, No, it was created from the sides. Shenemar kila shelag yomar who are it? Because to the stone, uh, the, the snow, it says that is the land. The gesha matar, the gesha mitros uzo, and the and the rain of uh, and, and and the pouring of rain and the pouring of the uh, rain of his strength. So what does that say? So Rashi says um, that because um, you know that Rashi says. Because that when it says to the to the to the snow, he said it is land. It means the snow. He said to make the land, and somehow the snow made the land, and the rain made the land, and all these different things somehow came together, you know, from different sides all together to make the earth. I don't exactly get it. God threw a stone into the ocean. Um, and from that stone, the world was created. 
Shenemar alma adenah hitbiu hitabu, and what were its sort of um, uh, um, uh, sockets, the uh, you know foundation um, sunken in? Omiyara evan pinatayim, who cast down the foundation stone? So it's like something was passed from heaven down to the earth. Of course, it says that there was an that there was a yam before there was an earth. I don't know, but anyway, but this obviously is the idea, you know, like cities rising from the earth in the sense that most of the world is ocean, you know, and that I mean, the story of Breshit, it starts with ocean, and the ocean is separated in order for there to be well, earth, so the you know. The foundation of Rome, I mean, you know, exactly. So. Exactly, the, the whole myth about the foundation of Rome. So the idea that it starts with ocean and then somehow earth came, rose up from that. Um, it was created from Zion. Shinemar means more Asaf, a, a uh, song to Asaf, El Elohim Hashem, God of Gods is God. Omer Yofi, from Zion, from the uh, epitome of, of beauty. Mimenu, so what does that mean? Michlal Yofi. Mimenu Muchlal Yafyavshel Olam. From it was established the glory of the world. So meaning the world was created from Zion. So this is of course a you know fascinating discussion. I mean, is it just like cosmology? Is it just Dashani different Sukim or different fundamentally different philosophies? You know, the idea of Zion is from Zion the world is created, it means that you know, the whole purpose of not only you know, the whole purpose of creation is basically is uh, you know, um, you know, is the um, you know, the whole purpose of creation is for for, for, for Israel, is for Zion, is for Zion. Um, you know the other pro- um, the other you know the other approach hold on one second I'm distracted I see this is not going to work what yeah by all the beautiful pictures excuse me anyway I see this is not going to work okay anyway um, so um, so uh, what was I talking um, oh so you know one thing Zion is like the standard very much Israel focus or if you, Zion maybe not as so much is the Israel focus but Zion as the connection of God to the earth you know, sort of the heavenly abode is connected above, you know, to where the base of Mikdash is below here. So anyway, a very sort of religious focusing and centering of the world, as opposed to some of these others. I don't know exactly what to do with all the different opinions, but, um, but you know, but it, it seems a little more human-oriented than the Zion, than the center was all created from Sion. Um, okay, so now the Gemara continues. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer, God alone, Eil todos hashamayim varat pihi bar'am. These are the, these are the, uh, you know, the, uh, um, the stories of the heavens and earth when they were created. Biyama says hashamayim varat pihi bar'am. Shamayim. Todos shamayim mi shamayim nivru. Todos aretz mi aretz nivru. The generations of the heavens were created from the heaven. First God created the heavens. And then everything else that came from the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars, were somehow created, you know, from the heavens themselves. And the generations of the land were created from the land, which, you know, the trees and the plants and all of that sprouted up from the ground, but presumably also animals and humans. Right? Rashi brings this down um, in his commentary on Great Sheep. No, they were all created out of Zion. Shenemar, Mizmor, Lasaf, Elohim Hashem. Okay, so God called the world into being and the sun and anyway it all comes from Sion. So again, this idea that even, you know, that everything sort of derives from a, if I would say, you know, I would argue a physical manifestation of a spiritual essence which is Tzion, you know, is very different than a more naturalistic type of an explanation. You know, earth things come from earth, and heaven things come from heaven, and, you know, it sort of is a, uh, allows for there to be sort of nature to have its own due, you know, and, um, you know, as opposed to sort of seeing everything as, as I would sort of see it as some type of an emanation from a, from a spiritual essence. That's what I sort of see as the fundamental difference here. I don't know if I could do much more with that Gemara. But anyway, <laughs> all right, let's take a look now as the Gemara continues. Um, now we get back to the avoda. He, t- he took the blood from the one who was, stu- who was stirring it. Ma- and he says he would, he would spring. Now let's read the language of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says um, he took the blood. He went back. He went into the Kodesh Kadashim, He stood where he stood, and he said, "One up and seven down." We'll talk about what that means in a minute. He didn't intend to sprinkle up and down. So then, what does it mean? He sprinkled up and down. He was like a matzlif. So what does this all mean? So let's take a look at the Gemara. So my matzlif. What does that mean? Machvi Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda demonstrated kiminagda, like somebody giving lashes. Now, what does that mean? 
So it might mean that the uh, that the that the movement was more in the uh, in the arm than in the wrist. Right? You can imagine a whole thing that was in, is very much about the wrist, right? As opposed to like if you give lashes. I mean, I assume you could give lashes with your wrist, but it wouldn't be as effective <laughs> as if you use your arm. So it could mean it has more to do with arm mo- movement. Also, one question is is that like is you know, how much do you wait till you're finished with the movement to, like, release the blood? Like, you do the ashes, it's like, when you get down is when you release it. So if you imagine down, it's like, you know, you're, you, you know, only when your arm is sort of all the way down do you sort of sprinkle. Another possibility also that Tosos in one place seems to indicate, we'll see more in a minute as we try to get clarity about what was done, is that it also means that it was, like Rashi says... Um, Rashi says it specifically means that you are trying to sort of almost do them in a line. You first hit in the shoulders if you're giving lashes and then lower and lower. So you're trying to make them hit like in a line going sequentially. Tosas, I believe, in Zvachim indicates that um, more the opposite, if I remember correctly, that it was more like when you give lashes, you're not exactly, you know, trying to make it hit any specific part. It's connecting to the Mishnah that says, you know, you're not sort of trying to specifically, you know, you, you, you know, aim it at a particular point. So it's a little unclear exact what exactly this is trying to say. Again, I think the simple the sense one hand might be it's more in the arm than in the wrist, and also for Rashi it also means you were trying to get them to line up, but uh, it's possible that it might mean the opposite. Okay, Machve um, means he demonstrated physically, or he said he demonstrated. He demonstrated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to express, yeah, but machvi means he demonstrated, yeah. Okay, so the Mar says Tana. Now we're going to get a little bit more clarity. Now the Torah says, right, what does the Torah say about how he does the sprinkling? Right, so there's psukim by the par, there's psukim by the seir. So the psukim say, goes like this, um, Right. On the face of the kaporet eastward, and in front he should sprinkle seven times. So if you said on the face eastward, well, first of all, what's eastward? So if this is the kaporet, right? So and you know the kohen entering in this way. This is east. This is west, right? So um, this thing keeps on dying on me. Okay, so this is this is east and this is west. So eastward, you would think means apneha kaporet means you know exactly um, you know this, this, this you know this is the thing on top of the ark, right? This is the ark, and this is the kaporet on top of the ark, right? It's a lid, right? And you're coming in here from the east, you're so, so you're facing westward. But apneha kaporet came the face of it eastward probably means this thickness of the lid you know, facing out. And then we snea kaporet means you don't try to hit on the kaporet, you just do it in front of. So the simple sense of the psukim is that one sprinkling of blood hits here, and the others maybe fall on the ground or whatever are done in front of it, but not to hit here. Okay? So let's take a look, though, at the Gemara, because none of it actually hits the kaporet. Let's see what the Gemara says. So it says like this. Um... I'm across, so it says like this. Minani Mili. I'm a Rakha by Yaakov. I'm sorry, that's a Tana. Kishumaze Enomaze Alha Kapores. Ela Kineged Ov Yasha Kapores. Not on it, which seems to also be excluding the top of it, but rather opposite the thickness of it. Okay, Kineged Ov Yasha. Not to hit the thickness of it, which is what we just said, but opposite the thickness of it. Kishumaze Lamala. Now, when he's doing it above, Mitsadid Yadu Lamata. He has his hand facing below. Kishumaze Lamata, when he does it below, Mitsadid Yadu he has a hand facing above. What does this mean? Right. So there's a debate between Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel. Rashi says mitzadeh yado lamata means the back of his hand. So Rashi says when he's doing it above, he has his hand like this, and he like goes like that, which is sort of get it into his face, I guess. Oh, maybe he, maybe he, he goes like that, or he starts like that, and he goes like that. Yeah, exactly. And when he does it below, he sort of goes like this, which is also a little uncomfortable. Rabbeinu Hananel says the opposite. It means the palm of his hand. So that when he does above, right, the palm of his hand is below, so he goes like that, which is an easy movement. And when he goes down, right, the palm of his hand is like this, and he goes down, actually. So in one, it's a flicking up. Wait, did I do that wrong? No. Either way, it looks very comfortable, right? When he does above, okay, he says the palm of his hand is down. So he sticks his finger in the blood, and he goes like that. And the blood goes up. 
yeah. okay right like that right. right when he does below now you could have done below the same thing yeah. but but that but anyway but he says when you do below you have your problem you have facing up and yeah right. that's a little bit right. harder yeah it's a lot harder a lot harder anyway okay. so anyway but that's what he says okay and what's important for him is he also says because I always have this confusion what's above what's below where's he going so Ben O'Hanan makes it very clear that above means actually you're throwing the blood up and down means, again, both would be easier if your palm was facing down, I think. But b- below means that your blood is facing, is facing down. Okay? So that's how he reads it. So and he says, what? It's nothing to do with Marcos. Yeah, the Marcos he, is not clear. He says, the Marcos, he just says, yeah. Right. Right. But he says, Ain't no market actually your rate. So he might mean you go like that. You know, you wait till you get down. You start high and you go like that. And you know, as opposed, to, and when you go up, you know, you go like that or something. I don't know, like that. Anyway, okay. So I, I, I'm I'm, tr- I'm doing the best I can here. So anyway, <laughs> so most of like this. Um, okay. So now, if you take a look, Rabbi Hanan is actually interesting where it goes. Um, he says like this. One minute. Um, one minute. If you take a look at the where Rabbi Nochanan begins, it's like right after the bottom of the last line of Tosfos, where it says Ketzad Keshemazel Lamala Mitzadid Yado Lamata Pirish Nosin Kafayad Lamata That's Botav Klape Mala Umaze Zazos Shehumaze Ola Lamala Min Hakapores. So when he goes up, what it means Lamala, the one that's up, it goes higher than the Kapores. Opposite it, but not touching it, like, you know, outside of it. So it's in front of the Kaporis, but we're going up higher than it. And then it falls back down. When he goes the ones that are seven below, he has this whole Mirushami that calls the thickness of it the forehead, because if it has a panim, it has a forehead. Okay, so anyway, one starts over here and goes high above it, and the other maybe starts at the thickness of the kaporet and goes down from the thickness. So one rises up in front. So the way he reads it is, you know, al-kaporet somehow means in the presence of the kaporet, but it goes up in front, and lifne somehow means starts in front of it and goes down. So the Gemara is now going to figure out where you get this idea of up and down, rather than the simple sense of the verse, which means one is on and the seven are not on. So let's take a look. Um, so minani mili Amar Avach by Yaakov Amar Rebzeira Amar Kra the verse says Vihiza oto ala kapores vilifnei kapores lo yomar lemata b'seir now here's the issue Some, it, the Torah says by by the par it says the following it says lekach midam par vihiza beetvo al pnei hakapores kedma okay so the one that al pnei just says do it it doesn't say how many so vilifnei kapores just says sheva pami min adam beatzbo and in front seven times now when it gets to the par it says like this. It says, if it gets to the Seir, it says like this. Do it on the Kaporas and in front of the Kaporas. So it already says, do like you did to the Damapar, but then it repeats even again, So the question is, why do they have to repeat that once you said, do it like you did with the par? So let's take a look. Lo yomar l'matavisayir. Don't tell me explicitly. Do it least you know uh, below, which we're assuming means below, right? Lifnei kapores, you know, by the goat. To lo tsarich, you don't need to tell to me. The gamar mimatet the par. You already said do it like you did with the with the ox, and the ox had said you do it seven times. Lama nemer. So why does it say do it? Laakushe al lifnei to connect where it where it says on to where it says in, where it says in in the presence of. <laughs> so the same way in front of doesn't mean on on doesn't mean on okay on means in front of so basically what you've got is right the Torah says by the seer right the Torah says by the seer it says by, by the par it says hakaporet but um, okay, that's what it says by the par. And by the seer it says, by the seer it says, 
So we already know that you do the same. And then it repeats and says, Vihiza uto al hakaporet vilisnei hakaporet. Okay? So the al here literally means ah. This is in front of, right? The al and the lisnei. And we're going to translate this to be one above and seven below. One above and seven below. So the question is, why, after it said Kashira Salazamapar, did it have to repeat this? Don't say the Lamato, the Lisneakapar. And I would have learned it from the par. Why does it say it? The only reason to say it is to tell me to connect the, the first half, the Al, to the Lisne. And the same way Lisne obviously doesn't mean on, so Al doesn't mean on. Okay, so therefore it's only coming here to show you that the al here doesn't literally mean on. It could have been the other way. Right? It could have been the same way al means on, lishnei means on. It could have been, right. Could have been. Okay, so the Gemara will take a look at it. Let's take a look. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. The Gemara is about to say, Okay. the opposite. Lo yomar, don't say l'mal par. Once these are connected, and here it says Vizal to Alakapores. Why does it have to say that this is? Now, meaning, there's no question why this is needed. This is why this is needed. Because here it says seven times, and here it doesn't. So if you want to say seven times by this year, you have to learn it from here. We know why this is needed, okay? But we don't know, I'm sorry, I might have said it wrong a second ago. We know why this is needed. This is needed to tell me seven times. We don't know why this is needed. Did I do it? Am I making a mistake again? One minute. Lama Namar, hold on, let me just say for that. Lo Yomar Lamata Bisir. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, anyway, this says seven times. So you need to link the Seir to the par to learn out seven times. So this says seven times. The Gemara's point before was you don't need to say it explicitly here because it already said Kashir Asaf. But you need to link the Seir to the par in order to learn out the seven times. Okay? But why do you need, says the Gemara, to say, once you've linked the par in the Seir, why do you need it to say, by the par? Once they're being linked, say it by the Seir, and you no, can let the Adam figure out by the par. All right, we know, yeah, that's the simple answer. But the Gemara's question is, once they're being linked, you can't say you don't need this by the par, because this says seven times, and it doesn't say it here. You could say you don't need this, and you could have learned it out from the Seir. So let's take a look at what the answer so is. No one's asking why didn't... Why didn't you just take out all the part of by the ear? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, so the Gemara says, um, okay. Adrava, lo par. Don't say the one above by the par. The government means mala ear. Once they're being linked, you can learn out from this ear. Lama nemer, why was it say? La kushe, to connect. Lifne la'al. The opposite of what you were saying before. The idea of in presence, uh, of, of in front of, to the al. Ma'al al mamish. At lifne al mamish. So the same way al means on, lifne means on. So the assumption is that what's extra here is, um, you know, what's extra is learning out from, uh, is the one that's, that's teaching you, um, you know, what it really means. So when we said the lifne was extra, because you could have learned it out from the link, the lifne is teaching you that it really means in front of and not on. And it teaches you that the al means in front of. So it might do the opposite. Say the al here is extra, because you could have learned it out this way. And the al is teaching you what it all really means, and it all really means on, and even the least name means on. So maybe everything has to be on. Okay? So what? Uh, let's not ask the questions. Let's just figure this Gemara out. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Um, okay, so the Gemara says, Hi, my. What type of a question is that? Um, so, um, uh, where was it? Hi, my. What type of a question is that? Um, if you said that it was that it said um, so if you said that you needed it that the purpose of saying the below by this ear was to teach you that idea that it didn't literally mean on so then you understand also why you needed to tell me the above by the cow. I'll just read the sentence plain. When it says it means teaches you that the face always means the east. So meaning what we're saying is we have two things that are considered to be extra. Okay? Once this Pasuk links them, 
links the two of them, so they're equal. So then there are certain psukim that are extra. This is extra, right? Because this could have just been achieved by the link. And this is considered to be extra, because that could have been achieved by the link. Now, why don't you say that even this was extra, okay? So, the Gemara somehow assumes that the, fact, the fact that it says by this ear, you know, Rizal Torah is, I don't know why it's assuming this, but it assumes that this makes it clearer that this is only one Hazah, where this is more vague. I really can't understand that, because in the Psukim, by the par it says, what does it say? It says, Viza Be'etzpa'o, oh no, here's the difference. Here it says, Viza Be'etzpa'o, and here it says, Oto, Al Akapo'o. So from Oto, we learn out it means one. And yeah. here, it does not say Oto, it just says Viza. Okay, how, it doesn't say how many times. Oto is singular. Oto is singular, right. So basically, oh, this whole thing isn't working, we'll have to do this another time. So anyway, okay, so I think this is getting a little bit confusing. Let's try this again, okay? So by the par, it says, Viza, Al, and we don't know how many, we don't know how many times. And then it says, Viznei, Hakaporet, Yosef, Sheva, Okay, But we don't know how many times. Okay, by the seer, it says, maybe it should have been done like this. This is the par. Okay, it should have been like okay. It says, Yiza Uto, which means once, and then it says, No, it says with the ear, maybe it's a mo. Yeah, Yiza Uto. Okay, so here, what we learn out, I need another color. Here, we learn out the seven. Here, we learn out the one. Okay, the other stuff isn't clear. And the card says, Ka'asher Asa, which means they're equal. Ka'asher Asa. So that means that they're equal. Okay? So, if they're equal, it says, we don't need, we need this to tell me the one, we need this to tell me the seven. We don't need this, and we don't need that. Okay? That's what we don't need. So the Gemara says, oh, the fact that this is extra tells me that what we really mean is, is Rishdeh. We don't mean that anything is actually on. That's what that being extra teaches. We'll tell in a minute what this being extra means. That's the first approach. The Rishdeh tells me that we don't mean on, okay? Not on. And that's what we learned out. So that's extra. Right. But then it tells me that the Otao and the other, the Al means, okay, means, uh, means not on. It teaches me that everything means not on. Gemara challenges and says, no, let's focus on the fact that this is extra, and this means on, and this tells me that everything means on, even though we name means on. So which one do you start with? You start with this telling me not on, or this telling me yes on? And Gemara says, I understand if we start with this, not on, I have something to do with this puzzle. With this, I can teach me something from this extra part. But if I start with this, that to teach me that everything means on, I have nothing to do with that. And therefore, since this other way it explains how I can use everything, that's the right way to do it. We'll tell in a minute what it means. This means not on, and this tells me something else. What does this tell me something else? Because it says, And it tells me a general principle that Tanin equals Kedem, which is relevant in other places. So I have a use for this Pasuk, and I have a use for this. But if you said that this is coming to teach me that it all literally means on, then that's completely superfluous. So that can't be what's going on. How does the application of binyan ab work? It just simply asserts that this yeah. is ab. Yeah. If in one place it's taken for granted, then that's assumed to be a rule. Right. Say make explicit exactly. that this is the ab for every yeah, place. Exactly. Okay. All right. These sim- Yeah. So yeah, I, I finally figured out how to do it better graphically. All right, so the grant sounds like this. Okay, um, okay. So hi, my earmarked at Bishlema Lamata the Seir Lamata the Seir Lakushe Lamala the Lakushe the below by the Seir the seven is telling me that everything means in front of and not on Lamala the Par Mibaya. So the first thing by the Par that's also extra Mibaya way that has a purpose. But if we focus on the, 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 the first one of the par as the extra, and that that's coming to teach me the idea that it always means, literal, that means literally on, so So what's the purpose of telling me the below by the seer, which I could have figured out from the equation? So therefore, since this way explains all the extra parts of the pasuk, that's the way to learn it. And the bottom line is, because it says lisnei, and that's considered to be extra, that tells me even the al means lisnei, and nothing literally means on. It all means in front of. 
and there's one above and seven below, what exactly that means? Again, according to Rabbi Nochananel, it means that it would be that it means that it's um, that it's done that one literally is taught, is, is thrown upward and seven are thrown. Um, downward. Um, by the way, I'm now remembering that one of the Mepharshim explained, actually this explains Rabbeinu Hananel, why you would do the seven downward this way, even though it's physically harder, is because if you do it this way, apparently the blood will get into your sleeve or something. There's a concern about the blood running into the right goggles, and you dip it down and like, it can sort of more go down like that. Whereas if you do it this way, you keep it away from away from your clothes. So everything went on the floor. Everything went on the floor. Did, did anyone but ever... But again, the seven were thrown directly towards the floor and the one was thrown up and then it fell to the floor. In my naive sort of uh, understanding, no one ever went into the Kodesh Kodeshim except the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur? And the no workers. maintenance guy went No, in. maintenance people did. Yeah, we so mentioned they, that before, yeah. So they went in and cleaned they up during the year. Yeah, I don't know if they cleaned up the blood, yeah, but yeah. They did. Okay. He's standing in front of the aura right now. I mean, it doesn't hit because he's staying far enough away, or he's standing off to the side. No, like this. The parochus would be at my back. This would be the stone, or this would be the aron, and I'd be between the parochus and the aron, and I'm either going up or going down, and it's all going right in front of the aron. Okay. Yeah. Did they ever touch the floor? Were they allowed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said. Oh, I think I translated it as far. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I misheard you. But yeah, well, I'm sorry. So, what are you asking? Any distance or off the side? So that it won't hit as it goes. Well, he's not throwing it at it. Um, he's right in front of it, and it's going either straight up in front or straight down in front. That's that's what, how I understand. All right. Tanarabana. Okay, Tanarabana. Uh, so this is what I said before. By the fear says Oto, that's one above. I don't know how many below. So I can learn it out. It says by the ox, how many below? Seven. And it says by the fear below. So the same way below is seven. So below is seven. Oh, or go the opposite way. It says above and it says below by the by the goat. Maybe I should say that the below is not similar to the ox. It's similar to what you told me to do the above by the goat, which is one. Let's see which is more comparable. Let's learn below from below. And not below from above. Which it says is here again, ignoring the equation sign, which is what we're going to get to. If you didn't have the equal sign, and you just said, Vida'ato ala kaparis wifne hakapores, what would you have said? Would you have said, ala kaparis wifne hakapores means that they're both the same, and oto means one, so one above and seven below, or would you say, no, it's in parallel to the par? And the same way, this is seven below, this is seven below. So would you have learned it out from above to below, one and one, or would you have learned it out from the parallel to the par? What would I have done without the equation sign? So it says, Let's learn below from below. Seven, seven by the par applies here. Don't do the below from the above. But says Adrab, the opposite. Let's learn it from itself. Since its own blood was one above, it should be seven. It should be one below, and don't learn it from somewhere else. You have an equation sign. Same Talmud Loma Kasher It doesn't have to say as you did. Umat Talmud Loma Kasher So what's the emphasis of equating them? Shu kolas yasav shavot to make them equal. Kashem shalamata b'par shava kachlamata b'fir shava. Okay, so seven below by the par, seven below by the seir. Fine. Lamanu kamalamata b'par. Now we know how much is below by the by the ox. Ubisir ubisir shava. Lamal so below below by the ox and the goat are seven. Now we get back to the other thing we don't know, if it weren't for the equal sign. How much do you do above by the ox? So we know how much is above by the goat, one. And we know that you do above by the ox. So let's say the one above by the goat, parallel to it, one above by the cow. Oh, by the ox. Oh, go this way. Let's learn above from below. So the same point, except here looking at this side. It says, So, how many would I do? Maybe I should say, since it says, Here I should do Shavah Piamim. 
So let me learn the par itself above from below, or would I learn it by parallel? Since by the seir it's one above, here too it's one above. Which would I learn? Would I learn it from itself, or would I learn it by parallel to the seer if I didn't have the equal sign? You could have gone either way. Let's just finish this. Okay? Nira lemi dome. Which is it more comparable to? Dani mala mi mala. Let's learn above from above. Vein dani mala mi mata. Not above from below. So let's learn the ox from the seer. One above by the seer, one above by the ox. Ad Rabba, the opposite, Danim Gufo Mi Gufo, let's learn the ox from itself, and since below it's seven, above it should be seven, the ain't Danim Gufo Mi Alma, and not from elsewhere. What's the whole point of emphasizing the equation? The same way we've already learned out that the equation tells us seven below by the goat, by, that we learned it from the ox, if that's one thing, in the same way above by the goat is one, above by the cow, ox is one. So the need for the equation sign was if I just had these individually, I would have had seven here and one here, and I wouldn't have known what to do with this. Should I have said one one, or should I have said by parallel seven seven? Same here. Should I have said seven seven up here, or should I have learned it out from here? I wouldn't have known. If it weren't for the equal sign, the equal sign tells me exactly to learn across, above from above and below from below. And then it makes this extra and this extra, and that's what we said, is that then I can learn the idea that it doesn't literally mean on, it means in front of. Okay? Clear? I just want to keep the choreography straight. He's got two bowls of blood. He's only got one so far. We're not up to the second one. But first we're just figuring out the two kids. There are two separate bowls. He hasn't mixed them together yet. He hasn't even gotten to the, he hasn't even shechted the goat yet. We haven't got to that. We're just looking at the psukim, okay? I'm serious. He's only yeah, died. Okay, no, fine. I'm trying to keep it straight. All right. So let's get to that, okay? Let's cut up on the achas, 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 achas is shine. So now we're still with the ox. And now we got the idea one above and seven below. Let's say one flick up, seven flicks down. It's not intended to hit the aron. And now we talk about the counting. Tarabana. Okay, so do you first say the one and seven or seven and one? So the Gemara says, they don't really disagree. Each one goes going to his place. Meaning what? What the going Gogol did in his place? No, but what it means is, it means is, no, it means is how would you count? Rashi says, do you count when you're sort of saying, you know, you say 21 or 1 and 20? Right? Right, exactly, exactly. So he says the same here. You know, do you sort of start with what you've already done? 1 and 1, 1 and 2, like 21, 22, or do you say 2 and 1? Three and one, four and one. Go back to what you've done before. All right. So that's the debate of how you would do it. Okay. Everybody agrees nonetheless. That you have to continue to count the first one, even though you're now on the seven. I mean, you could have asked everybody. Says you have to count the seven. What does it even say? You have to count the seven. Okay. In my time. What's the reason? You shouldn't get confused. Now, what's getting confused? So I would say getting confused is, is that you count the first one as one of the seven. Right? And you sort of get off one, two, oh, well, you know, wait, was I counting the first one or not counting the first one? Rashi says something different, which is, if you look at Rashi, the, uh, Rashi says, about ten lines before the, before the bottom, or twelve lines, So Rashi sounds like it's just to slow you down. When you say one, one and one, one and two, one and three, you're just being more, you know, you're, you're just being more deliberate so that you slow down. You don't get sort of caught up one, two, three, whatever. So it doesn't, but I would have thought, like I said, that it just means you don't accidentally count the first one as one of the seven. Rashi doesn't seem to be saying that. Okay, that's one explanation. Right. Right, but if I say one, and then I start, and then I start with the others, one, two, three, four, I might actually have counted the first one as part of those. So that's why I thought it was separate. But anyway, Rashi says it's just to slow you down. Okay, Rabbi Yohanan Amakrav, we snare the first Yazet. In front of the course, he shall yazet sheva pamim. Saint Amadoma yazet. That's because said Zulif Nakaparis. The verb is understood. Umat Amadoma yazet. Why does it repeat the verb? Limino hazari shona shetricha minyan in kolachat bachat. The repetition of the verb yazet when it gets to the seven is telling you take that original hazaa 
and, and it should continue through for these seven hazaot. It should be continued to be counted. Okay? So my binayu, what's the difference? What would be a difference? Iga binayu, the little of the You didn't do the counting and you didn't make a mistake. According to the first one, it was only a secondary concern. So you didn't count fine. It's still good. According to Abiyona, no, you literally... It's the pasuk. you got to do it. Which is quite fascinating. I mean, even the counting of the seven isn't... Maybe the Gemara understands that the word Sheva implicitly suggests that there will be a counting that's being done, not just a mental counting. Um, I don't know. A number suggests it's being counted. Um, and, um, and that somehow that there's actually this requirement to include them. So it'd be interesting to speculate on what is the symbolism of including the one with the seven. I think before we got to that, we'd have to figure out the symbolism of one above and seven below, and then we could figure out the symbolism of, of, of linking them together. Technically, all you have to say is achas, 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 and then you go shvayim shlom. <laughs> That's true, too. Uh, and we're just shalom yitah, which might be why Rashi says it's also partly, not just, just slow, it's partly to slow down. Okay. Yotzevini chokanazat shebeichal. Now, he's done with that, and he puts it on the, on the, um, on the pedestal in the Heichal, the gold pedestal. Tanan Hasam. Reb Yudomer, lo yushofarot l'kinei chovah miknei ha-tarovah. So this is coming from left field. You might remember this from Shkalim. Reb Yudomer said, remember they said that they had these 13 shofarot in the Beit HaMikdash, like uh, tzedakah boxes, you know, horns that you would put the money in for different purposes. And one of them was for birds, sacrifices, that had to be ob- obligatory. One for zechatas, one is an ola, would be brought at the end of a tarah process, like a woman who was a yoledes, or a zava, etc. Um, could be a man as well. So he would say there would not be a thing there for the for the uh, for the obligatory birds because of because of mixtures. My mitnei tarovas. What does it mean, mixtures? Amr of Yosef mitnei tarovas chova b'nedava. Because you might accidentally get the money that was given for the obligatory birds, which is half chatas, half ola. I mean, one chatas, one ola. The money is split. Mixed up with the money that's in the shofar for just for the free will birds, and then there'll be money of a chatas mixed up with money of an ola. So Amrei Abaye. So Abaye says, I don't understand why that would be a problem. The Navi Trey have two different shofar rows. Write on it. This is the shofar for Chova. This is one for Nadava. So the man says, no. Reb Yehuda, Siva. Reb Yehuda doesn't believe in writing. Now what it means is, because Reb Yehuda was the shofar, and Reb Yehuda was the one who always wrote. Reb Meir was a sofer. Anyway, but what it means is Rebbe Meir doesn't think Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Yehuda doesn't think that you can trust the writing to mean that people will pay attention. You, you can't say you saw, we'll just solve it, we'll just write it on the thing. No, I don't believe in that. Why? How do you know that? It's not true. Rebbe Yehuda Meir, So Rebbe Yehuda said there was only one pedestal for the, goal, for the blood of the ox and the blood of the goat. So tray my time alone. Why not two pedestals? Mishum the nechlusi. Because if you have one pedestal that you have the one of the of the ox and the one that you have the blood of the goat on it, so you'll get confused. Wait, which is the ox? Which is the goat? So you'll pick up the wrong one. The navid. So the merchant. Why is that? Why is that a good reason? The navid tray the licht of You hide the barber. I just here make two pedestals. Have one pedestal say ox. And the other have a sign that says, go! Hello, Rebutum, they think fever. Rebutum must leave that you can't trust that. So therefore, if you have only one pedestal, you can't get it confused because you come out with the, you know, with the, you know, with the goat blood and that's in your hand and you got to sort of, if there's only room for one of them, so you take off the ox blood, you put down the goat blood, you know, then you do the ox and then when you come back, you switch it the other way. What? So maybe. Anyway, but if there's only one and only room for one, now of course you could take one in one hand and say, wait, which is which? But presumably not. You're in the process of taking one off and putting one down and therefore he says that you won't get, that'll make it clear which is which if you actually have an opportunity to put him down and turn away and come back you'll get confused and you can't trust you can't trust writing now of course if you can't trust writing how do you have 13 show for us at all meaning they're, <laughs> they're all for something different how come it is that only the bird ones you'll get mixed up and you can't trust the writing I don't know right I don't know right I don't know how they get distinguished in other ways that that's not a problem but Dafka one for Chov and one for Nezova that is a problem there's, just, there's no extrinsic system that is human proof right it's all about right. your concentration right but Michael is right and color would be a lot better you know color height other differences than something written yeah I, I'll just put this one down on the red one just for a minute right that's okay all it takes. anyway you're confused all right 
So that explains why Reb Yehuda says only one. It's connecting these two positions of Reb Yehuda. So the Gemara says, okay, so that's a nice way to connect these two positions of Reb Yehuda, but the Gemara is not fine. Mesri, I'll ask you. Shloshis Reh Shofar wrote Hayyibah Mikdash, 13. Vayikosavalein was written on Taklin Charitin, new shekels, Taklin Atikin, old ones if you're paying last year's taxes, last year's shekels, Vikinim, bird sacrifices, the Gozle Ola, also birds, but these are turtle doves, pigeons, one is one, one is the other, the them wood, you know, donations for wood, Livona, incense, you could actually give an dove of incense, which is a whole big Kiddush. By the way, I should mention, when we learned this, and by Shtam, I mean, this was wild, there's no indicator that says you can do a private donation of incense, but Chazal say you can, and you would burn that incense, the private donation, on the outer altar. So you actually get three different locations for the incense. Right? The normal daily incense in the basement Mikdash twice a day was on the gold altar in the Heichal. On Yom Kippur was in the Kaddish Kaddashim. And a personal donation would be on the outer altar. So since there's all this focus on the burning of incense, I wanted to just point that out. That that's fascinating. Three different types and three different locations. Okay, so that's the incense. The Zavla Kaparas, and you could donate gold for the Kaparas, which is strange. The Kaparas didn't need gold. It was already made. So Rashi says Kaparas means for the clay, for the clay Shares. The sh- so that was seven. The shishul in the dava and six for just free will alot. You know, a lot of money that couldn't be used in other ways that finally funneled its way into the into this nidava when there was no sacrifices being brought on the misaya. So anyway, so what are these? Taklin charetin elushkalim shakol shana v'shana. That's the yearly shekel. Taklin atikin the old ones. Mishalo shakol ishakal. If you didn't give your shekel last year, yishkalu shana ba. You can still give it next year. Kinim, Hain Torim. The Kinim are the bird sacrifices, which is the Tor. I think that's the pigeons. The Goveola, Hain B'nei Yonah, which is the turtle dump. Um, I think that they're really very related, if not the same species. Anyway, the Kulon Olos, and they were all Olos, Divi Reb Yehuda. That's what Reb Yehuda says, because he did not believe that there was a separate shofar for Chova. So now, why is this a problem? This is just a beautiful consistent. Right. He says, right, he says, they're all Olos, there's no Chova. No, because he says the way they were distinguished was different things were written on them. So clearly he believes, which is what we said before. How can you say the only problem with the, with the bird Chova and the bird Olos is you can't trust writing? How do you distinguish the 13? And here you see that Rabbi Yehuda says you had different things written on all the 13. So you can't say Rabbi Yehuda doesn't trust writing. So anyway, so what is, so we'll just read one sentence what the reason is and we'll explore this tomorrow. So what is the reason that Rabbi Yehuda did not have two different things for birds of Chova and birds for Zinzava? So, they said in Israel, What we're afraid is, is that if you just put money in, not into the, into the shofar for your bird sacrifice and it's a Chova and then the owner dies, and you don't know whose is whose, then you're going to be bringing money, a chatas, from an owner who is dead, which you are not allowed to do. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. We, I didn't really explain that, but we will pick up with that tomorrow. Okay.